PFG Private Wealth Management LLC is an SEC-registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. The topics and information discussed during this podcast are not intended to provide tax or legal advice. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed on this podcast. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. Insurance products and services are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed insurance agents. The rules of retirement have changed. No longer can most of us rely on Social Security or a single pension to fund our futures. We're living longer and retirement doesn't just last a handful of years anymore. Instead, you might stay retired for 20 or 30 years and maybe even more. We need to look at retirement through a new lens with fresh eyes, with a new approach and plan of attack. Here to answer the call are financial advisors John Texera and Nick McDevitt of PFG Private Wealth Management, serving you throughout the Tampa Bay area. This podcast is Retirement Planning Redefined, and it starts right now. Back here for another episode of the podcast with John and Nick from PFG Private Wealth on Retirement Planning Redefined. We're going to get back into our conversation from the prior episode about cash flow. Uh, we went through some categories, housing, work stuff, health care, taxes, so on and so forth, on how those expenses will change either to the plus or the minus, depending on our setup. Well, this is the time to talk about the setup. So as we were assessing our retirement expenses, we will break these down into a couple of categories. So we're going to talk about those with the guys. John, welcome in, buddy. How you doing this week? Hey, I'm doing all right. How are you? Hanging in there. Doing pretty well. How about you, Nick? Pretty good. Staying busy. Staying busy and uh, enjoying it. Well, we're getting ready to do this. So we're dropping this. We're taping this before the 4th, but we're dropping this uh, after the 4th. So hopefully you guys had a good 4th. Uh, Nick, you probably went up and saw family, yeah? Uh, heading up north to just, yeah, extended family and friends. Yeah. Um, but I like to, that that 4th week makes it an easier week to get away because everyone's doing stuff anyway. Yeah. Yeah. It's always funny when we have the holidays and we're t- kind of taping the podcast ahead of time and then we, because we do, we drop it because we're not around. So sometimes I get confused on my dates. But so, yeah, again, we're, we're talking about this before the 4th about what we'll probably will be doing on the 4th. So, John, are you on grill duty? Because I know I am. I'm on, I'm stuck on it. No, no. My brother's forcing me to have a cookout at my house. So I told him if, uh, if I'm providing the house, he's, he's the one on, on grill duty. So, uh, <laughs> okay. That'll work. <laughs> he's visiting from uh, Boston. So he's excited because, uh, oh, you know, my other brother's down here, my sister, cousin, and, yeah. uh, and actually the best man is weddings married to my sister. So okay, he's, so- he's excited to come down. Marketing 101, right? So the second you said Boston, all I hear is these Sam Adams commercials right now. Y'all cousin from Boston. Every freaking <laughs> time I hear Boston, that's the, that's the first thing I think of. Or Sam Adams beer, I go right there. Uh, all through the hockey playoffs and, uh, and uh, NBA playoffs, I kept seeing those commercials, so it's embedded in my brain. Uh, but it's okay. Hey, that's the point of marketing, right? Is to uh, is to be this little earworm. So you go out and buy whatever it is that you go out and buy. And speaking of that, that's my transition into the must-haves versus the nice-to-haves. So if we're talking about those accounts, those different categories that we went through on the prior episode, guys, how do those things now play into for our cash flow? Again, cash flow is the conversation, uh, you know, wraparound. It's the wrapper of this whole. Uh, endeavor. We need to kind of break this down. And, and do you guys do this with clients? Is it something you encourage them to do? Uh, for Because everybody's individual needs and wants are going to be a little bit differently. But do you kind of break things up in the must-haves versus the nice-to-haves? 
I would say to a certain extent we do, you know, we kind of list um, basic expenses and discretionary expenses. So give, give us some musts. What's some musts? Yeah. So obviously housing, you know, healthcare, food and groceries, uh, some form of transportation, you know, whether it's one vehicle, two vehicles, mm-hmm. getting rid of debt. You know, those are all things that are obviously needs. Life you know, essentials, much, right? Yeah. yeah, for sure. For sure. You know, depending upon the people, you know, some things are discretionary. So like some things that I would say most of the people that we work for can afford to have some sort of traveling, you know, in, in retirement. Yeah, so, you, is it, so is it yeah. two trips a year or is it five trips a year? Right. That's yeah, kind of how it starts even, to change. Yeah, exactly. Or even like um, a big trip every X amount of years, you know, mm. so like a baseline travel budget of X. And then let's add one of the things that we commonly do is. You know, let's say we say the travel budget is $6,000 a year from a baseline standpoint. And then every three years, they want to do an additional trip of, you know, at another 6000 That's, you know, one trip. And so we can kind of scatter that in throughout the plan and show them what it looks like and toggle that on and off. And with how we do planning, we can kind of show them the impact of doing something like that and what it does to their plan. So for for kind of like the the higher tier nice to have mm-hmm. or discretionary expenses we will use our planning software and kind of show them hey here's the impact on your plan you know if you want to do that cuz you know we always preface everything telling people that it's your money uh we're not telling you how to spend your money or what to do with your money our job is to show you the impact of the decisions that you make, you know, so that makes let's sense. arm yeah. you with that information so that you understand if you do these things, then, you know, let's make an adjustment accordingly. And, and for sometimes it's just, uh, it helps them put into perspective where not everything is a yes or a no, you know, and what I mean by that is, well, let's just say that there's two lifetime trips that they wanted to really do. And so, you know, they'd like to have a bigger travel budget, but really when you boil it down, it's like, okay, I want to make sure I go to these two places. So we, we make sure that we can accomplish those and make adjustments elsewhere. Yeah. Cause you the know, must, just, the must, I'm sorry, I didn't cut you off. I was thinking about this as you were saying that the must haves like the housing, the health food, they're kind of, you know, like you can't, you're not going to have any kind of discretionary wiggle. Like you don't want to. Now you could say, okay, we'll eat less food or something like that, but that's not the goal in retirement. You don't want to go backwards. So the place typically we do make some adjustments in the cuts are in the nice to have categories. Yep. Yeah. And usually it's almost more of a toggle, you know, where um, even to the certain extent of we've had conversations where, hey, you know, if things are going really well in the markets and, you know, we're able to kind of take advantage and take a little extra money out in years where things have gone well, you know, that gives us that's kind of the impetus to to do this sort of thing. Kind of pad the numbers a little bit. Yeah. Okay. John, let me uh, let me get you on here for besides the expenses we covered, some of the things we went through. What are some contributing factors that will affect cash flow problems that you guys see in retirement? So, you know, all these different things, whether it's healthcare, housing, whether it's whatever, give me some bullet points here for folks to think about on things that can not a category per se, but like outside effectors, outside influencers that can really cause us cash flow problems in retirement. Yeah. The number one, I'd say concern for most people going into retirement is, you know, longevity. How how long does my money need to last? Yeah. Um, And that's the great multiplier, right? Because if you live longer, it makes everything else go up. Correct. Yeah. So that's a, that's a matter of, that's one thing we look at when we do plans, we're planning until age 100 and we'll always get people like, well, I'm not living that long, but the, the thing is, <laughs> but what if always, you do? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So yeah. it's like, Hey, listen, if you live to 100, guess what? You, 
you're covered. Your plan looks good. Right. You, you could live to 90 and the plan looks good. So we always plan for kind of, you know, uh, we, again, overestimate the expenses, overestimate the life expectancy. Yeah. And then um, you don't have to live with your cousin in Boston, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. That's right. What, what else besides longevity? Another big one we're seeing right now is inflation. Um, because with retirement, you know, you're not getting a paycheck anymore. So yeah. your ability to earn is now gone. So your nest egg is providing that income for you in Social Security. And keeping up with inflation, especially the last few years, has been a challenge for quite a few people. Right. Um, and mostly it's, I, I would say for me, I've noticed my food bill has gone up drastically. Oh, man. Um, in the last couple of years, more than anything else is really, you know, because that's, we talked about must and nice to have. Yeah. You know, if, if trips go up, you can say, all right, I'm going to go on a little bit lesser trip or not go as much. But, you know, you got to eat. And you got to have health care. Yep. So um, those things there are, are big ones to really consider uh, going into retirement and to be aware of. Is a, plan yeah, a friend day. of mine for Memorial Day, uh, for we were talking about cookouts earlier, right? So we got July 4th. Uh, you know, this is probably, you're probably hearing this after July 4th, but well, how much did it cost you to buy this stuff, right? So a friend of mine posted a, a picture around Memorial Day that he bought three steaks and he lived in the New York area, Nick, actually. And it was like six, like the tag on the thing was like 60 bucks for three steaks. You know, it's like, holy moly, you know, and I know different parts of the country are more expensive than others, but it was just, you know, where I'm at, it was like, wow. And they weren't like that impressive of a steak. So to your point, yeah, you got to eat. To be honest with you, I think there's a little bit of price you know, gouging, ridiculousness and price gouging going on right now yeah. from the perspective of a lot of different areas. I mean, I was, I just got my six months notice on my car insurance. I've been complaining to everybody about it. You know, one vehicle, no accidents. Wait, 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 Nick. This isn't a therapy session. Right? <laughs> I well remembered, yeah. well remembered, John, from the prior episode. Very good. Yes. Um, I, you know, I drive probably 7,000 miles a year at the most and, you know, paying almost $2,500 a year for car insurance. And, you know, but the, the crazy part is that, you know, so, okay, if it's always been high, that's one thing. But I looked two years ago when I had switched companies, it was about 1700 So, you know, again, so we take inflation, do the math on that yep. 50%. I'm sorry, but 50% is not, you know, inflation. It's right, like, yeah. you know, there's some 50% in two years and it's, it's kind of wild. And then um, even just kind of going, you know, the area that we're in has been, you know, massive growth in this area. But you know, even what the restaurants are charging and, you know, it's just there's, you know, inflation impacts different areas differently. You know, it's been, um, it's an excuse. I mean, I, th- yeah. I think it's we've we've turned we just like anything. We've turned it into an excuse, just like the supply chain problem issue. Right. A friend of mine was trying to get his RV worked on and they were like, well, we're still having supply chain issues on, for a valve. And it's like really a valve on an RV three years after it's been three years. I don't know if supply chain issue really holds in that argument, but if companies are dragging their feet or employers, you know, somebody's just taking along. It's just an excuse. And I think that's the same thing with the inflation. Is it real? Yes. But are, to your point, are some of these numbers really, truly justified? But they can use that. Well, inflation's bad. That's the excuse they use in order to hit you with a 50% increase. Yeah. And I'd say from a planning perspective, the the way that, you know, because people get concerned about that from a, you know, a, a planning perspective and saying, well, hey, we had much higher inflation last year than we did, you know, in our plan moving forward. And yeah, like, are we going to be okay to survive it? Yeah. 
Yeah, and the e- and the easiest way that we mitigate that from a planning perspective is we reprice current expenses. Okay. So in other words, you know, repricing the current expenses allows us to take that into consideration, you know, the increases that we've had and then use more normal rates moving forward, okay. which is how you kind of more accurately you know, display that from a planning side of things. Gotcha. All right, John. So you hit us with longevity and inflation as a couple of areas that can contribute to cash flow problems. Uh, give me a couple more before we wrap up this week. Investment returns is, is another spot. Um, you know, if, depending on what type of plan you do or type of planning, you know, some people will really have their income depend on what their portfolio is returning for them. So we're talking so sequence have- of sequence of return risk kind of thing. Yeah. So, yeah. So exactly. So if, if, if you have a down year, and you know, there's not as much income coming in from your portfolio, mm-hmm. well, that could all ultimately affect your cash flow. Okay, um, or sure. if it's yeah. a down year and it's, we go back to longevity of, hey, how long is my portfolio going to last? You just have a 20% dip in the market. Right. You're going to be a little concerned about pulling out in that period of time because once you pull out, you know, you realize those losses and there's not time to, it's no yeah, more Yeah, it's a double whammy, balance. right? It's the market's yeah. down and you're pulling money out. So it's the true, that makes the, the longevity factor interesting. Okay. So so this becomes, you know, one more thing on this. This this is really important and especially what we're seeing in the last couple of years where you have some type of plan where if you are depending on that, you have almost like a, you know, a different bucket to pull from in a time like this. So you really want to position yourself to, be able to adapt to, you know, downturns in the market, which could affect your income. One of the things, and, you know, I've been having this conversation quite a bit lately is that, you know, previous to last year for the last, you know, for the dozen years uh, leading up to that rates in return on fixed or cash, you know, cash and cash equivalents was so low. You couldn't get any return on that money that really people shifted predominantly, or at least in a large way, you know, to take more risks and meaning more upside. So more because well, the market was the going up side. too. We, we get addicted yeah. to that. So it's very easy to go, well, it's, it does nothing but climb. So it's done it for 12 years in a row. So let's keep going. Right. Yeah. And a little bit of that's a, a bit of a circle where it's like part of the reason it kept climbing is because people were saying, well, and not just, but it's just a contributing factor where it's like, well, Hey, I'm literally getting zero return here. So right. inflation's eating away at my money anyways, I might as well take a little bit more risk. And so earlier this year in the majority of our client portfolios, we took some money off the table because, you know, now we can get four to five percent in something that has no risk. And and that lets us kind of at least, you know, take a deep breath, see what's going on, get some sort of return where most of our plans we use five to six percent in retirement anyways. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, so, that's a good point. Yeah. You just got to be careful, right? Because we don't know how long those rates will last either. So you don't want to lock yourself into anything too hefty either uh, without making sure it's the correct move for you, right? Because especially I'm thinking more like CDs, for example. Yeah, we still target things that are short term, right. you know, that, yeah. that sort of thing. But for a retiree, you know, even from the perspective of let's just use the million dollar number, you know, there's a huge difference between five years ago, where if you wanted to do a one year CD and you could get 0.8%, you know, so on uh, that's $8,000 on a million bucks versus 5%, even just for a year. Now it's, you know, 50,000 of income. I mean, one is you can't pay your bills. Another one is, you know, going to be much more comfortable. So yeah, for a retiree, one of the, you know, sunny side or glass half full part of what we've been dealing with from an inflation perspective is that at least there's a little bit more uh, return on 
on safer money as we try to, you know, replan and readjust. Yeah, no, it makes sense. So one more category here that I want to hit for just cash flow problems in retirement. John, you did longevity, inflation, uh, and investment returns. I'm going to I'm going to assume the fourth one's probably just the emergencies, the things the life throws at you in retirement years. Yeah, hundred percent. Emergency funds is Gotta critical have for that, yeah. you know, because you know you just don't know what's going to happen. Um, <laughs> Murphy's law. Murphy's law is going to happen, right? <laughs> uh, Murphy law has been happening for the last three years, right? <laughs> so, right. Yeah. So basically, you know, a big one is healthcare expenses, which you know we, we touched on as a, as a must have. So big health event could could really dip into your emergency funds, or again, especially here in Florida uh, with the roofs. I've talked to some clients and friends who basically, you know, we're having homeowners insurance issues here. And then carriers are basically saying like, hey, if you to get re- renewed, you need a new roof. And all of a sudden it's like, what? I just go, my roof's fine. Right. It's like, well, it's outdated. <laughs> you know, you need a new one or else. And so they're not you. covering maybe the, the full cost or, or some of the cost, I guess, but they're, they won't. I've had insuring. some friends actually get notices saying your roof's too old. If you don't replace it, we're dropping coverage. Oh, geez. Okay. Yeah. So that's an emergency expense. Yeah, definitely. Roofs aren't necessarily cheap. So, yeah, exactly. uh, you know, important to have an emergency fund because like, like you said, Murphy's Law, you have no idea what's going to come up and you want to be prepared for that. Yeah. Now that's, yeah, the, <laughs> that's a good point. The roof thing is pretty wild here too, because a lot of people have tile roofs down here. Okay. And I mean, a t- depending upon the size of the house, a tile roof is going to cost you what John between 15, a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. 50, hundred grand. Yep. Yeah. Really? Holy oh, yeah. moly. And yeah, so, so yeah, and yeah. then if you if you're in a neighborhood that has association rules and all these other things, wow. it can get uh, a oh. little squirrely. So just understanding, <laughs> yeah. you know, even little basic things like that, where especially people that came maybe from up north, where it's just shingle roofs and right. you know, ten, twelve grand, fifteen maybe. Um, yeah, I was gonna then, say oh, my my yeah. t- my metal roof was like twenty, and that was like eight years ago. Yeah. You know, so. so so there's just things like that where we always very much emphasize having an emergency fund. Yeah, definitely. All right. Good stuff. Uh, we are talking just cash flow issues, things to consider here on the podcast the last couple of weeks. So if you're worried about the cash flow or you're just worried about making sure your plan is accurate for uh, the time of life you're in, especially if you're one of these folks that maybe got a plan, you're like, ah, oh, I got a plan put together like a decade ago or whatever. Well, every you know, it's not a set it and forget it. It shouldn't be a set it and forget it anyway. Uh, you know, even insurance policy sometimes it's very easy to get one and throw it in the drawer for 20 years and forget about it. But all those things can be looked at and taken a look, uh, reviewed and see if there's a better way to put a strategy together. So if you need a first opinion or a second opinion, reach out to John and Nick and the team at PFG Private Wealth. Find them online at pfgprivatewealth.com. That's pfgprivatewealth.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, whatever the case might be, uh, whichever podcasting platform app you like. Just type in Retirement Planning Redefined in the search box or again, find it all online, pfgprivatewealth.com. For John, Nick, I'm your host, Mark. We'll catch you next time here on the podcast. This has been Retirement Planning Redefined.